Welcome to Modus Cafe. Join us for fun, lighthearted, and educational conversations around training, athletic longevity, and the human side of climbing with your hosts, Mercedes Pollmeyer and Katya Dev. Hi, everybody. So today's episode is going to be all about consistency. That is because I think if we had to boil down climbing training to one key element for improving in climbing, I would say it's probably consistency. You don't need a coach for that. You don't need a fancy fancy training plan for that. Uh, the most important part is consistency. And that's actually also the biggest hurdle that we see often with people is to be able to put in consistent effort in their training and their climbing. So we thought today we would give a few tips um, about what we think are good ways of approaching um, improving your consistency before you even start with anything else, climbing training related. Okay. Yeah, why don't we start with what we often see? So people who yeah. are very excited about starting a training program, they it's awesome, they've like done some research, they write out a program, um, they're probably going to the gym, five days a week, uh, probably two hour sessions, and they've got a really long list of things to do. And I really admire the gusto and I think the motivation in that moment. Um, and I think like what tends to happen is they might be able to complete the first week and then all of a sudden life happens. They can't make it to the gym. Uh, maybe they have a family and their kid gets sick or, you know, something happens to their car or work got really stressful. So now all of these things start to compound and there's no room to shift that training program that you just created. And, and that it's like maybe not flexible enough to fit into their real life situation. Um, and, you know, what tends to also happen is maybe they don't have a lot of like other interruptions in life, but they do end up getting really tired. And so when they get really tired, now it's really hard for them to continue to show up to the gym. Um, so, you know, there are other examples of this, um, but let's talk about kind of like making like what what would it look like if you did create a training program that is very flexible that can improve your consistency yeah i think depending on where people are at in their journey in terms of climbing and already training but let's say if people are starting out wanting to train for climbing or wanting to add more climbing days to their already busy life it's really really important to first learn how to carve out time because most of us are just already busy as they are and then, you know, new, new Year comes around or something comes around and we have this idea of, oh, yeah, I really, really want to do this training plan. I really want to get better at climbing. Then we tend to just add that on top of everything else we're doing without really knowing or having the time, knowing to have the time for that. So it's really, really important that we actually learn to build that habit of just carving out time for a training plan. And I think what's really important for that is to learn to use placeholders for that when life gets busy. 
So let's say the first week of what you just said, it is so easy because you were so motivated to go to the gym and do all of our workouts. And that is really great and wonderful. And people should absolutely do that. But I think the key point to mention here is what's important then is when your car does break down or your kids do get sick or something does happen and all of a sudden, you know, um, your busy life just got even busier and you're not going to make it to the gym is to learn to have a placeholder for training, to learn to be in training mode or to teach your brain during that time it's training mode. And that could be the smallest action. That could be literally just putting on your um, workout clothes and going for a short jog around the block or hopping on a stationary bike or doing a five to 10 minute stretching routine. Just something that is the placeholder for training during that busy time. Because something is better than nothing, not only because it actually helps our bodies keep moving, but also because it teaches our brain now is training mode, now is training time. So literally just using that placeholder instead of like canceling a session altogether. Yeah, and, and that goes with that goes with the I like that you brought up like something is better than nothing and something is better than everything. You know, trying to do everything. And that kind of comes to like we talk about this 80% rule uh, with our clients, like when we create a training program, like you don't have to actually do everything. You don't have to do all of this, but this is like, this is what we gave you. But your goal is to try to get about 80% of this done and working with our clients to make sure that when we do create these programs, that it does actually fit into their life. Like how long can you commit to a training session on these certain days? And then what's your backup plan? And so just remember, like, if, like by making it so simple, that you can you can do that and it's better than nothing and it's better than trying to do a hundred percent or just quitting. Yeah. Yeah, I think what we're really trying to prevent here would really like put the wrench in the hole. What do you put a wrench in? Okay. <laughs> a toolbox? <laughs> you throw a wrench in to something. Yeah. What I wanted to say is what really kills the progress, I guess, what really kills the progress is quitting altogether. This is why I'm suggesting either having a placeholder or like a different routine that you can pop in when you don't have time to go to the gym or when you don't have time to do a training plan. However, the next step up from that, let's say what I just suggested is if you really only have five to 10 minutes and everybody should be able to carve out five to 10 minutes for themselves when they were supposed to train for two hours. So no matter how busy life gets, and I will admit there are these rare cases where, you know, they might not be able to, and that's also okay. But on a weekly basis, even just trying to carve out these five minutes for a stretching routine, stationary bike, walking around or doing some core at home, that's really important for um, building that habit of being consistent. And sort of the next step up from that would be, let's say you don't have two hours to train anymore, but you still have an hour. That means you can still do your warm up and you can still do half of your training. That will always be better than no training at all. Let's say you might not be able to go to the gym because it just snowed and you can't dig out your car. Um, 
see what you can do at home. Modify your training plan to see what you can do at home. Half the time, at least, you know, people who train with us, half the time the exercises we do are somewhat bodyweight exercises. So that means some of them you can at least do at home. You might not be able to do your full training routine, but it's way better to do something rather than nothing. Because here's what happens to some of my clients sometimes. They move their training plans, um, they move their workouts up because they didn't have time one day. They move it up and up and up again, sort of with this idea of catching up. They don't want to just cancel workouts altogether, which I do appreciate. But then I get these emails and these questions of how do I catch up on my training plan now? And there's no catching up on a training plan. You know, so that is why it is um, better to do something rather than nothing because there's no catching up. Um, sure, we can move some workout routines by a day or maybe two, depending on what it is. But most of the time it snowballs and there's no real catching up. That's why doing something right away is way better. Yeah, I think the the principle of just start, I really like that, where you, I feel like this works for me really well when I'm feeling very tired. So like oftentimes for me, I tend to, that's my roadblock is I feel exhausted because of all of these other things that I'm doing in my life. And when I feel that way, first thing is like, I don't want to train. And then I come back to, okay, I committed to a training plan because I want to get somewhere. Therefore, what can I do now to just make that small step toward my goal? And just starting and you said this before, is like, just put your shoes on, like put, put the clothes that you're about to work out in. That is a really good first step. And I always feel like I feel tired at the beginning of the session. I start warming up and then all of a sudden I have energy. And so I'm like always really grateful that I just started because then I, you know, I, that I ended up actually finishing the session. I only committed to just starting and maybe just doing the warm up and reassessing like how am I feeling is today a training day um and sometimes it's not sometimes like it's rare that it's happened but some days I'm like you know I'm really not feeling it I'm going to I'm going to stop and maybe do some mobility instead that's very low energy and it still gets my body moving uh so I think that's also a really great principle on top of what you've already mentioned yeah, one thing that's really interesting is that actually movement makes us feel so much better. Sometimes just getting out of the house can make us feel a lot better, just getting that fresh air and getting our body moving. So that's definitely something we talk to our athletes about, this idea of just do your warm-up routine. And that's actually that's similar to the placeholder, too, if you just start with the warm-up routine. And I love that you brought this up because I was talking about just not having time, having a time constraint, you know? But I love how you brought up not feeling well, because obviously, you know, that's another reason why sometimes we don't want to work out. And certainly sometimes we are fighting something or sometimes we're just really tired because we didn't sleep well. But then um, at least doing the warm up and just seeing how we feel. And then, you know, if we feel OK afterwards, maybe just doing one set of all exercises instead of doing three sets. Way better than nothing. You know, just this one set. Even just going to the gym with the goal of, hey, today I'm going to do just one set instead of three, but that's going to be my win for the day. 
I actually also love this quote that I recently read about giving 100%, because we always talk about giving 100%, like also quality over quantity when we train. Well, sometimes when we don't feel well, we might only have 30% to give. But if we go to the gym and we give the 30% that we have, that is 100% for that day. So then you were actually giving 100%. So I like that reframe that, you know, we just give what we can on a given day. And the 100% might not look the same as it would on another day. And that's okay. Uh, man, that is perfect for all of the, um, like the perfectionists out there because it is so easy. I, I think we are very good at bringing ourselves down and be like, oh, I, I just, you know, I showed up, but it wasn't the best session. Like, you showed up. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, yeah, I really like that. Yeah, and I would actually even add that um, you showed up despite not feeling well, you know? making that an extra win because that means so much more you know it's like it's easy to be kind to people when you're feeling great Mm. it's easy to be patient with your kids when you're feeling great but it's so much more challenging to be kind and patient when you're not feeling great on the inside but actually that's when it's even more important Mm. to be kind and patient so be kind and patient to yourself (laughs) (laughs) yeah and I think all of these like these soft skills, like this is the soft skill side of training and mm. that, that human side where we don't often think about, we beat ourselves up a lot. Um, and that consistent negative self-talk really does hold us back in the future as well. You know, kind of goes with that growth mindset versus like scarcity mindset. And I think it's the, the opposite of that where with growth mindset, it's like, okay, I feel, I don't feel good or something has happened. And maybe the first thing that we think about is, oh, my, my life is shit or, you know, like something terrible insert there instead of being like, okay, this is how I'm feeling today. And that's okay. What can I do instead or approach with more of a beginner's mindset? which, you know, goes really well with that growth mindset of having curiosity or like working around an obstacle, like what else could you do? You know, and I'm not saying adopt a positive mindset. I think that can be really difficult when you're in a bad spot, but instead, like, what could you do? What, how can you get around this problem? In the most curiosity, like with the curiosity frame of mind. Yeah, totally. And that could be even something as simple as, well, normally when I feel this way, I do this. You know, let's say normally I don't go and train or normally I, you know, insert not so great habit right here. And let's say the growth mindset would be, well, what if I just did something different today? Just something different that I normally not that I normally don't do to avoid the thing that I normally do, which often makes me not feel good. Because that can really spiral. So having the growth mindset just means just making this change. Even just making this change with the curiosity that you pointed out, just making this change and just to see how you feel afterwards. And just giving yourself a try, I guess. From yeah. Me. 
yeah, I think all of these little minor behavior modifications, it's like money in the bank for like your future self, you know, like consistency. Consistency is really that like compounding interest and these small things that you can do to increase your essentially like your investment of your future self, you know, changing small behaviors, making very small, easy, doable tasks, or even like creating your training program so that it is the simplest thing mentally that you can do when you get to the gym. Uh, Things don't need to be complicated for you to get better at climbing or to get stronger. You know, like I, I think there's a lot of complex advice out there, um, which is good because like when, when we look at athletic development, there's a lot of complexity, but when you distill it down to like how you show up every day, it is actually quite simple. And so for long-term growth and to build these consistency, to build consistency is like these very small, easy tasks. Yeah, absolutely. Cause they totally add up over time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I have a few more little tips and tricks I could share, too, that can help people. Um, one of the things we talk a lot about um, when we talk about our you know, community or um, training membership is accountability. And that's actually, I think, one big piece of the puzzle that we bring in our community is having accountability, not only in terms of telling others what our plans are, that can help so much. So telling other people, this could be a partner, this could be the internet, this could be Instagram, this could be a friend, this could be just a sticky note to yourself that you put on the cupboard. But just telling someone else about your plans to do something can really help with accountability because it doesn't feel good to tell someone you're going to do something and not do it. So that's one part of it, for sure. But I think the second part that I actually love more that kind of goes into that accountability part is actually sharing your wins, which is after you do something, you share that with maybe ideally the same person that you told you're going to go to the gym or that you're going to do this difficult thing. So really sharing those wins after you do something very difficult and um, be so productive for your next session and for you to really feel pride, good pride, healthy pride in what you just accomplished. And especially when you can phrase it in a way that lets people know how you just overcame a challenge for yourself. Because your own challenge might not be someone else's challenge, so they might not know. So I really I think, love that. Yes. I think celebrating your wins, even the smallest win, is so important for continued progress and and that consistency. Um in our Stronger Together membership, like we ask our members every couple of weeks, like, what mm-hmm. is your win? No matter actually what part of life it, it's in, you know, and I, I think even sharing those wins, like digging deep and being like, no, like I have for sure done some good things, you know, <laughs> and, and getting into the habit of being like, oh, yeah, like I did really good here. Uh, you know, we'll just make it so much easier in the future as well. Yeah, it's interesting because I just have to think about some of my athletes because I tend to ask that question at the beginning of the coaching call. And I'm always prepared to tell my athletes a win for them. 
because people have such a hard time thinking about their own wins. It's another thing that can be practiced and should be practiced. So I'm always ready to tell my athletes a win, a win for them if they don't have one. But most of the time they realize that there's a win somewhere in their week can be really difficult. But I think the best part about sharing wins is actually also then seeing other people really celebrating those wins with you. Mm. You know, I think that's that's actually one thing that was surprising to me in a very, very positive way to see how much people love celebrating wins with other people. So that's really fun yeah. and really beautiful. Yeah. And that's the power of community. Yeah, totally. A part of the the community aspect. Yeah. Um, I have another lot, fun little tip I like to share. For um, This might work for some people. Again, I, I draw some of my, um, I almost said expertise. <laughs> I wanted to say experience from being a mom. But being able to measure progress can be so powerful. Being able to measure it visually because everybody who goes to the gym regularly especially us as coaches we see the progress but actually for athletes themselves it's difficult not it's difficult sometimes to see the progress so one thing that we do is we do assessments physical assessments but if someone is just trying to create a new habit this could be training this could be anything else actually um, and the new habit is just showing up for example something that you you normally can't measure right is um to use marbles and here's what you can do every time you show up for yourself. This could be going to the gym, doing a stretching routine, whatever you decide showing up for yourself is, you put a marble into a jar. And it's just so fun to see the marble jar fill up. And you have a visual just measuring your progress for just showing up for yourself. And of course, if you'd like to, you can treat yourself to something once the marble jar is full, you know, a nice dinner or whatever, you know. Is this something that you do kind of on a monthly basis or like Actually, how do you the, recommend doing this? Uh, the marble jar? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just want to say I actually don't do this right now because my son does not um, love doing it. It's, But it is something that works for other parents. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah. So what I recommend doing it, it has to do with what makes people feel successful and so the reason i say this is because some people might need a small jar at the beginning if you start with a really big jar and you start putting marbles in then it's going to look pretty empty for a really long time but if you have a really small jar it could be just like a glass that you use for drinking out of you know and it starts filling up within a week or two that can just be really fulfilling and makes you want to keep doing that same habit and let's say every time you do that you treat yourself to I have a really hard time giving suggestions to what people should do um, and then over time you can increase that jar of marbles or you add a second jar for something else mm -hmm. I mean sometimes yeah. just seeing the full jar is the is a celebration I think so. Yeah. yeah, 
I think so. I think it's just so fun to see and then you empty it out and you start over again but um I think it's so fun because you can you can see the progress as it's happening and you know putting that last marble in it's just so fun and so yeah. for kids you know for all parents out there this is one thing uh, one tool to use for a behavior change or getting kids to do chores or putting on their shoes or whatever is then to you know obviously have them have a treat you know go out to ice cream or have them pick a toy or whatever people decide or have them watch a movie um so everybody needs to decide for themselves what could be that treat but i think even just seeing that progression you know is super fun i actually do this for myself because you asked me so the marble jar is an idea that i got from parenting but I like measuring my progress in other ways. So I'm more of a scientist. So then I like to use graphs or I like to use numbers in some ways or others. And I do that for myself. And I get very motivated by that. So I literally, yeah. I, I count things. So that actually had, I think in 2021, I had decided to meditate on average once every day. So my goal was 365 times a year. And just that. That's so motivating to me. <laughs> yeah, so. we are wired a little differently. And I think actually like identifying what is motivating for you mm -hmm. uh, and then how, how, uh, I guess like, yeah, are you a numbers person or are you a visual person, you know, uh, or do you like to journal, you know, like even just like journaling for five minutes and saying, this is, these are my wins today. Yeah. yeah, and I think something else that might sound funny initially, but um, some people like me like words of affirmation. But if you have a close partner or a close friend who you can share that with, someone who literally tells you, hey, good job, or gives you a high five, or really says something along the lines for, hey, I'm proud of you, you're doing a great job. Like actually giving people these instructions for how you work can be very helpful to then just hear hear that good job you know if yeah. that's if that's something that you like hearing yeah I you know I, I think uh you know we use trainerize as our software for where we deliver all of our workouts and I've had so many people say I love it when you go in there Mercedes and just like high five my comment like, yes, because I, I am really proud of every single one of my athletes who show up at the gym and I'm going to let them know, you know, and, and I think just that, yeah, that interaction of, oh, coach, coach showed up and like gave me a high five, you know. Yeah, yeah. And along the same lines, um, they know that you're looking out for them and that you are like watching, not in a mean way, but they're like, oh, no, someone is like out accountability aspect, right? You know, yeah. like oh, yeah. someone is expecting me to do this. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I I only have one more point I was going to make Mercedes is there anything else that you wanted to share? Uh I you know, really when it comes to consistency, it's like going back to doing the smallest thing that can get you toward action. Katya, you posted something about this like not yeah. like you know action is actually the thing not knowledge you know like knowledge isn't power action is power action is power yeah so what is one thing that moves you to action and i think it's really important that 
that you have confidence in yourself to do that action. Um, you know, if there's a lot of questions about like, oh, how do I do this thing? You may never show up to do the action. You know, so it's got to be something within your wheelhouse that you feel really confident in that you know how to do. Uh, and that's just going to help you toward action even faster. Um, so that would be another tip, like make sure you have confidence in the thing that you're about to do. Yeah, and then the last thing I just wanted to say maybe to close this episode is that let's say you do fall off the wagon which, with whatever you were doing. This could be a training plan and you're already smiling. I can see this could be a training plan. This could be a nutritional habit, anything. Um, if you do fall off the wagon, you know, each day is a new day to get back on the wagon. And the sooner you get back on the wagon, the better. You know, because that train keeps on going and it's going to be way harder to jump onto that train. So you better try to catch a wagon before there's no wagon anymore. (laughs) (laughs) The trains in the U.S. are ridiculously long. (laughs) That's the analogy I just had in my mind. Some of these trains are really long. But now to come back to this, what's really important is that training is not black or white. You know, if you do take a week off, if you were sick or even if you just lost motivation, it is good to just come back to it as soon as possible instead of quitting altogether yeah because motivation comes and goes yeah actually yeah inspiration really only lasts a very short amount of time and gives us gives us that fuel to show up for a very short amount of time and really it's our own ability to show up like that consistency that that replaces motivation yeah, it's actually interesting. There's actually research that says that um, it's actually, um, shoot, what is it called? It's actually um, motivation that's not breed action, but action breeds motivation. That by doing, we're actually getting more motivated. Like once that once that wheel is rolling, it's gonna keep rolling. But we're not. We can't wait for motivation to get us started. By doing the thing, is where we get the motivation from. It's kind of oh. backwards. But it's love it. Yeah, I love it. Love too. it. Yeah, that is a good place to end this episode, folks. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Please rate this podcast. It's the easiest way to support what we do. And if you're looking to train as a busy human, we've got you. Our climbing training membership will help you get stronger, feel better, and climb harder with minimal training and a solid support system. Uh, So you can sign up for the next round of Stronger Together if you go to modusathletica.com forward slash Stronger Together. Thanks again.